May 16th, John chapter 8, verses 31 through 59. Jesus said to the people who believed in him, You are truly my disciples if you keep obeying my teachings, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. But we are descendants of Abraham, they said. We have never been slaves to anyone on earth. What do you mean, set free? Jesus replied, I assure you that everyone who sins is a slave of sin. A slave is not a permanent member of the family, but a son is part of the family forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Yes, I realize that you are descendants of Abraham, and yet some of you are trying to kill me because my message does not find a place in your hearts. I am telling you what I saw when I was with my father, but you are following the advice of your father. Our father is Abraham, they declared. No, Jesus replied, for if you were children of Abraham, you would follow his good example. I told you the truth I heard from God, but you are trying to kill me. Abraham wouldn't do a thing like that. No, you are obeying your real father when you act that way. They replied, We were not born out of wedlock. Our true father is God himself. Jesus told them, If God were your father, you would love me, because I have come to you from God. I am not here on my own, but he sent me. Why can't you understand what I am saying? It is because you are unable to do so. For you are the children of your father the devil, and you love to do the evil things he does. He was a murderer from the beginning and has always hated the truth. There is no truth in him. When he lies, it is consistent with his character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. So when I tell you the truth, you just naturally don't believe me. Which of you can truthfully accuse me of sin? And since I am telling you the truth, why don't you believe me? Anyone whose father is God listens gladly to the words of God. Since you don't, it proves you aren't God's children. The people retorted, You Samaritan devil! Didn't we say all along that you were possessed by a demon? No, Jesus said, I have no demon in me, for I honor my father, and you dishonor me. And though I have no wish to glorify myself, God wants to glorify me. Let him be the judge. I assure you, anyone who obeys my teaching will never die. The people said, Now we know you're possessed by a demon. Even Abraham and the prophets died. But you say that those who obey your teaching will never die. Are you greater than our father Abraham who died? Are you greater than the prophets who died? Who do you think you are? Jesus answered, If I am merely boasting about myself, it doesn't count. But it is my Father who says these glorious things about me. You say, He is our God, but you do not even know Him. I know Him. If I said otherwise, I would be as great a liar as you. But it is true, I know Him and obey Him. Your ancestor Abraham rejoiced, as he looked forward to my coming, he saw it and was glad. The people said, You aren't even fifty years old. How can you say you have seen Abraham? Jesus answered, The truth is, I existed before Abraham was even born. 
At that point they picked up stones to kill him. But Jesus hid himself from them and left the temple. Hosea chapter 3 verse 1, Then the Lord said to me, Go again, Hosea. What? Go find her. Love this woman who's loved by a lover and is right now committing adultery. Go find her, Hosea. Go find her. Look what's after the comma. Just like the love of the Lord for Israel. I love her. Now where it says Israel, it means Israel, but it also prophetically speaks of God's love for the whole world. Go find her again. This this is like my love for the children of Israel who look to other gods and love the raisin cakes of the pagans. In other words, they like the things that society stuff, possessions that the world offers. They're trying to find love and meaning and purpose in that. Go, go, go find her. Boy, that must have been a heart-wrenching process. As you go looking for your wife, who was a former prostitute, who's now back into prostitution. Where do you go looking for her, friends? How messy is that search? How painful is that pursuit? As he walks the streets, streets, everyone says, you don't go to those neighborhoods. Men of God should never be seen in those places and buildings. But here's Hosea looking for who? His wife of all people. Going on in verse 2, he continues to write, So I bought her. I bought her for myself for 15 shekels of silver and one and one half homers of barley. Wait, 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 wait. She's your wife, Hosea. She's already yours. What was the scene like as Gomer's back in the sex slave industry? What are the chances? Does Gomer find her on some pedestal somewhere, chained and shackled, naked, being sold to the highest bidder? Hosea there sees his wife, the mother of their three children, and Hosea looks at her and says, excuse me, sir, that's my wife. He goes, sir, I don't care who you think she is. This is her price. But I... What's the price? And he pays for what is already his. The Bible says, I hope you understand, Hosea is a picture of God, and no offense, you and I are a picture of Gomer. The Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Mankind is the unique possession of the Creator God. And yet, 2,000 years ago, he paid a dear price. He paid for what he already possessed. And he sent his son who spilled his blood to purchase back what he already owned. How much? Hosea gets the money. What was that exchange like when Hosea looked in the eyes of his wife? No doubt she hung her head in embarrassment. He's found me. I've abandoned him. I've abandoned our three kids. 
and yet he insists on buying me, buying me. These other men sought to buy her, to use her. Hosea seeks to buy her, to heal her. It says in verse 4, for the children of Israel shall abide. Now, now this is where Hosea shifts in and he starts speaking prophetically. This is, this is really no longer about him and Gomer. It's about something that is to come. It's about something bigger. In verse 5, afterward, afterward, there's going to come a season. He didn't know it would be 750 years, but it would. There would be no king. It would be difficult. It would be unclear. It would be challenging. But then the children of Israel shall return and seek the Lord their God and David their king. And then notice what it says. They shall fear the Lord. Now, Israel and Judah knew how, what it was to fear the Lord. And by fear, I mean terror. Under the old system of relating to God, there was terror. Terror. Because God, they were unable to keep His commands, the Ten Commandments, and there was judgment and there was wrath. But there will come a day, He prophesies. There will come a Messiah, and He will finally satisfy and appease the wrath of God. And the fear of the Lord in those days will be in awe of His goodness in the latter days. <laughs> the fear of the people will not be of terror. It will be the in awe of His graciousness towards humanity. Hosea just bought Gomer even though she was already his. This is the picture of the gospel. Salvation completes the work in spite of her sins, in spite of her doings, in spite of running away. And then he stands and says, and there will come a day a King David will rise. And in those days they will fear his goodness. These are the days that we live in. Our Hosea has come. Salvation has come. And he found you. And he found me. And he had to walk to the most despicable places. And he had to uh, uh, communicate and, and be around sinful, broken humanity. Don't you see? As Hosea searched for his wife, so Jesus came searching for the salvation of humanity. And by the way, when God found you, you were not so neat and nice and put together. You were in chains, and you were naked, and you were sinful, and so was I. And our gracious God said, how much? How much? The blood of your son, for then and only then, can they, humanity, avert the wrath and justice that is rightfully on their heads? Very well. Very well. I'll send my son.